Welcome back to Triple Alpha Sports Talk. I'm Josh. That's Bryce, and that's Roy over there. Episode 16. We got some three. We got three more football teams for you, and we're going to do the NL East in baseball. But before we do that, we're promoting the channel again a little bit. We got a giveaway for you guys. Bryce is going to talk about. Yeah, the giveaway. Uh, it's on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, basically, the rules are you have to be following whatever the social media page you're on is, whether it's the Instagram or the TikTok. You have to also go follow the YouTube. And then like and comment which one of the four baseball cards that you want uh, if you were to be the winner. We'll be picking those winners um, next podcast. So go to go to the social medias, like, follow. Uh, there's four cards. We have Ellie De La Cruz. That's pretty sweet. Uh, a Kirby Puckett Twins card. Tristan McKenzie with a piece of his jersey in it. The Kirby Puckett has a piece of his bat as well yes. in it. And then uh, a Starling Marte Mets card. And numbered to two ninety nine. Yeah, so four pretty cool cards. I personally would want to win the LA Daily Cruise. I think that's a sick yep. card. Uh, so if you like and follow, comment which card you want. We'll be picking a winner uh, next yep. week. Yep, going to be fun. Um, I think it's going to take us right to our NFL breakdowns, boys. We're going to start off. All right, we're going to do the Tennessee Titans first. Uh, they have the first-round pick, number seven, and then they have a two, three, four, five, six, and two seven. So pretty standard, and then one late. Um, this was a weird season for Tennessee. You know, Ryan Tannehill had been the guy for the last few years, and they insert Will Levis and bench Ryan Tannehill and basically say they're done with him about halfway through the season, maybe not even. Uh, We'll go over some stats. Ryan Tannehill ended up playing 10 games through 1,600 yards, four touchdowns and seven picks, not very good. Will Levis, basically the same amount of time in nine games, 1,800 yards, eight touchdowns, four picks. And I would say most people in the industry said Will Levis looked pretty good in Tennessee. Derrick Henry lead back, um, played the full season, 1,100 yards, four yards of carry, five or 12 touchdowns, excuse me. And then receiving, it was really just DeAndre Hopkins. Outside of that, it was 500 yards and less pretty much the rest of the way. Um, it was kind of a weird situation with the quarterbacks. And then Derrick Henry was still Derrick Henry, but you know they didn't feed him as much. Uh, their backup, Tejan Spears, got 100 carries, um, which is unlike a Tennessee offense with Derrick Henry in the backfield. Um, I think, you know, just look at those stats. Bryce, what did you look and see out of the Tennessee Titans this year from that? Yeah, the Titans, obviously, like Ryan Tannehill was injured, so it wasn't going to be like a push for the playoffs type season to me uh, once he went down. But Will Levis, he stepped up really well, I thought. You know, he kind of fell late in the draft than what people thought he was going to. So we ended up at Tennessee, and they're in the perfect spot to rebuild around this guy. I know that they went and got DeAndre Hopkins to try and be competitive, but really he worked as a perfect blanket for Will Levis to grow in the NFL this year. You know, we see rookie quarterbacks struggle because they don't have that blanket of a veteran receiver, but someone like Hopkins, he, he can make any quarterback look good. So Will Levis went out and played. You know, he's got that swagger to him playing. He's a He's what Nashville needs to become a competitive team and build around a quarterback. So I think they found their guy. Um, obviously, the record sucks, but you're moving on to a better better future, in my opinion. You know, I don't think Derrick Henry is going to be back. I, I think he wants to go win a championship somewhere like the Ravens or something. And uh, he's old, man. Uh, he didn't, we didn't see a lot of the games. He didn't look like the old uh, Derrick Henry, he had 12 touchdowns this year, but a lot of those came off of big games. Like I think he had a three touchdown game this year, didn't he? He might have. I don't know. Yeah, sure. and 
he's older than Todd Gurley. And when's the last time we talked about him? Three years, four years. Yeah. yeah. So I see this team going through a pretty big rebuild coming up here soon, but an exciting one, in my opinion. How about you, Roy? What do you think of the Titans this season? Well, I mean, the Titans, uh, their team just did not have enough players on it. I mean, they're just, uh, there's no, their skill players are just not as good. I mean, Derrick Henry's a great running back, but he's getting there in age. I mean, he's 30 years old now. Um, and they're not going to resign him. So they're going to start building, rebuilding, like Bryce said. Um, I mean, this was, I mean, they're in a weak division. So you get, you, you're, t- the, they're in a position where they could, I mean, they got 85 million in um, cap space where they could go get some free agents. They could do some good drafting, move up and down where they need and get players that they needed to uh, improve. And they'd still make the playoffs next year just because they're in a, the, I mean, that division is not really, other than maybe Houston's on the rise. I mean, Colts don't feel, I mean, they just, it's nobody that like stands out that's going to dominate every, every year. But I, I mean, you guys are a big Will Levis fan. I am not. I, I think he's. I think he's okay. I don't think he's anything that's going to be flashy. He's going to help him to um, to win uh, multiple. You know, go deep into playoffs or anything. I don't think he's that skilled to do that. But they have to get a running back. I mean, this draft is. They're going to have to get open their offensive line. I mean, their offense was twenty eighth this year total offense. I mean, that's pathetic. With when with the best running back in probably call in NFL football with Henry, he's going to be gone. So now you're going to have to go get a running back at some point, you know, get a running back. Your offensive line was kind of weak this year, kind of off. And he had some injuries, I know, but they Titans have always been known for their running back and their and their pass blocking when they needed it because that's just what um, that's what they've done. Now they got a new coach, so I, maybe yep. new philosophy is going to change some things. Um, their I mean their defense was still 17th. I mean they, they need some they need some back end help and another pass rusher because that's just what they struggled with this year. And when you got a quarterback like C.J. Stroud, you're going to see twice. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you're going to have to get some pass rushers in there. So they're yeah. going to have to get somebody like that to, to improve. Um, but, the, yeah, this the, this whole draft and this offseason, they've got to get uh, – I think they need another wide receiver off, opposite uh, mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is 31. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you got Traylon Burks as the – I mean, he was the other guy, but he, it didn't do much for me. No. I mean, there's guys out there they could go with. I mean, you got Mike Evans out there, Calvin Ridley probably could be somebody that goes there but uh you they need somebody off of that but they're in the draft they've got to get a uh, o-line and running backs to to uh help them immediately and then you know i'm still think if you go uh i still think you draft a quarterback somewhere around the fifth sixth round so yeah um i do agree with you roy uh that you know they sit with the number seven slot i could see that being an edge rusher maybe one of the top ones on the board uh, also being a tackle did you guys hear that echo? Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, um, I agree. You know, tackle or D end at seven, I think could be a good. To me, th- I think they are going to take that step back. I really do think, like, kind of how you said, Roy, they do have $85 million and they could go out there and spend it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't see them doing it. I uh, Derrick Henry is gone. He, I mean, he basically had a farewell tour in his last game. Yeah. Grabbed a mic at yeah. the stadium. I mean, he's gone. Um Ryan Tannehill's gone, so they'll lose the contract. That's good for them. That's why they have so much yeah. money. Um, I think they're – I don't know uh, Hopkins' contract. I could see him being an offseason trade. Uh, I really could see this team really stepping back, especially with the emergence of Houston uh, looking like probably the team of the future in that division. With Jacksonville just – they what were Jacksonville? Seven and three, seven and two, halfway through, and then completely collapse. I mean, Jacksonville still, in my mind, is much ahead of them. So I could see them taking a couple steps back here. Um, 
to me, the Titans, I mean, they ran the ball so well during those playoff runs for like two or three years. But Derrick Henry's gotten older. I mean, you can't give the ball to him 300 times a season. I mean, he's just not going to hold up. Um, their impending free agents are Derrick Henry, who I believe is gone, um, Ryan Tannehill, who is gone, and then the rest are really not anybody, you know, that you're crazy worried about. You have a couple guys on the back end, and uh, Sean, who I, he changed his name. I know him as Sean Murphy Bunting, but Sean Bunting, and then Christian Fulton, another good, decent corner. Um, you can replace those guys in the draft. I just, I think they need to rebuild, in my opinion. But they do have 85 million, which you never know. I mean, you you go and add two or three stars from free agency, and you might have a different view of this team. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, the, the new coach will. I mean, the new coach yeah. will have its own fault. I mean, this is not a Mike Rabel team. It's going to be exactly I think that's why they're going to be changing some philosophy things. I do agree, and so that in in that reason, I do think this this team probably takes that step back um, and struggles again next year and gets a high pick. I don't really have anything other than Titans. I think, I mean. I thought that uh, what I saw of them as drafting, you guys said linemen or defense. I thought this would be a perfect spot for Brock Bowers to go to if he gets to the number seven spot. If they still had what's his um, what's it, what their coach Vrabel, yeah. I could Vrabel. maybe see it because they they've used their tight ends, especially in the run game because they run with yeah. Henry. But now with the new coach, I don't know this guy's philosophy well yeah. enough that I don't know if you would take the chance on a tight end. You could, I mean. They, I mean, people in the industry value Bowers very highly. I, th- I think the, the, that's not the seven. They'll they'll pick a uh, offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. That's where I think they'll get. I, they'll, go, they'll, they'll go for one of the edge rusher or that because they're going to try to. Yeah. I mean, they got you got to start up front with the help your quarterback, or you got to go after the yeah. other team's quarterback. Who is the uh, the the defensive end Turner from Bama? I could see being a fit here. I could yeah. also see the, the tackle from Penn State. Oh, sh- what starts with an O? Yeah. Bryce, you have the list. Uh oh. What is Fashanua. Fashanu, that's yeah. That, yeah. And then you got yeah. Joe Alt, Notre Dame. Yeah, I could see Joe Alt being off the board by seven, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I mean, there's so many different routes, especially with 85 million. You could go so many different routes. I mean, but they could, yeah, yeah, with the 85 million, you could you could go after um, a Josh Allen defensive yeah. head or a free agent. I mean, a, Ch- a Chase Young's a free agent. I mean, you got some other guys yeah. that they could probably go after. So now, I don't know if they want to go if they, they want to go if they want to go that flashy or not. It just depends on yeah. what you what the coach wants to do. Yeah, um, I think that's all we got for Tennessee. Um, I think that's going to take us to Atlanta. And this was, a, this was a weird team, in my opinion. I watched Atlanta a lot of the season, having Bijan as my uh, running back in fantasy. So I watched a lot of their games. They finished 7-10 and 10 last season. One of their losses being to the Panthers. That was a horrific game. Just had to say that. What was it, like 6-3? to three Yeah, something like that. But, I, yeah. Uh, their picks, they got <laughs> number 8, and then they have a 2, 3, Three, four, five, six. So they have two threes. Um, pretty standard, but they have an extra third in there from something. Um, again, and this is a you're gonna find this a lot that we talk about over these teams. A lot of QB, you know, not not great QB play and multiple QBs playing, so it's hard to gauge like one guy when he only plays like 10 games. But in this case, Desmond Ritter played 15 games. Um 2,800 yards, 12 touchdowns, 12 picks. I think he had about 44 fumbles. I mean, I might be exaggerating, but he fumbled every time he had the ball. Um, so I'm, those aren't in there. Taylor Heineke, he only played five games. He ended up getting hurt, so that's why Ritter came Heineken. back in. Uh, 890 yards, five touchdowns, four picks. Uh, on the run game, Bijan Robinson played the whole season, 214 carries, almost 1,000 yards, 4.5 a carry and uh, four touchdowns. And Algier, who was basically a split back behind them, they split the carries, 
had 600 yards, 3.7 a carry, four touchdowns as well. Drake London had a decent year, but under 1,000 yards. Um, no one had more than four touchdowns. I mean, Bijan Robinson led their team in touchdowns. Uh, getting the ball to the receivers and tight end was a struggle for this team. Uh, they very much ran the ball or threw picks or fumbled. I mean, it's really what they did. Um, Roy, I'll lead you off. With the Falcons, especially in a weak division, the chance was there to win this division, and they couldn't capitalize. So what were your takeaways from this team? Well, this is, I mean, another organization with a new coach. Um, they have the, – the difference between them and the Titans is that Atlanta is set on the offensive side, I mean, to move, to do something um, better. Or on, I'm sorry, on the defensive side, to do something better. I mean, they were 11th in defense and total defense. Their defense was pretty good. It's yeah. what hurt them on offense. They have a, they have a running back. I think Robinson's are, is a, easy to tell that he's going to be their top running back. I mean, he's a, he's yeah. going to be one of the better ones in the league. I mean, you got uh, I thought Drake London made a great. Uh, I mean, he uh, for having a bad quarterback right there did a great job of re, as a receiver. And then you got Kyle Pitts as a tight end, one of the best tight ends mm-hmm. in the in the in the league. They got to get them. a quarterback. Yeah. They've got to use get a quarterback at some point. I yeah. mean, Desmond Ritter did not show me anything this year. Maybe with the new coach. They'll see some, we'll get something different out of him, but they've got to get some offensive protection to help Robinson run the ball and to help the quarterback. And they got to get themselves a, a quarterback to, to battle with Desmond. I mean, Taylor Heineke yeah. is not going to be that guy. So you got to have somebody. I mean, you don't have to do a first round pick for him, but maybe second round, get a Bo Nix or a uh, Michael Penix, you know, that you can, that somebody who's older, who's, you know, that, that could at least compete that has been around. They could do something to, to come back and or at least compete, maybe improve that offense because I mean, that offense yeah. was was ranked seventeenth with good players on it on that side. So and then we like you said the weak division, so that you can make, that team can make a big jump. They were right there the, all the whole way this year, yeah. and then you know they they have a chance to that can be in the, the playoffs next year with just a few more players. I mean they have what thirty two million cap space, so they could add some yeah. pieces to help themselves. So. How about you, Bryce? What do you think of the Falcons this season? Yeah, uh, Roy hit it on the nose. You know, they have just studs all over their offense. I mean, just everybody – they don't really lack at many skill positions on the offense, in my opinion. Uh, the quarterback is the biggest issue here. They just – they didn't have anybody who could play. And, you know, you see a lot of ties of uh, them getting Justin Fields in this offseason. I don't see that. I want – I. In my opinion, I see them going – what I think they should do is they should trade up and try and get Caleb Williams or Drake May because this team is ready, and they've got the pieces around to make a rookie quarterback look phenomenal. And I think if you got all these young guys growing growing their careers with Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams growing their careers with them, that's a star-studded team for the next 10 years. Okay, uh, I just want to ask you a question in this space because last year we saw the Panthers go from 9-1 to one take Bryce Young, and we saw the package they gave to the Bears. In this case, Atlanta has eight, similar spot, eight to nine, similar. What kind of package would they have to give up in order to move up? You're looking at easily number eight and a one next year. But they don't want to give up those young players. I don't think they'll have to give up a player. I think that they can do it with just straight picks. The number one, or a number eight, their number one next year, and maybe a number two or three. See, and I think yeah. they could make it then. I think it would cost more, but in that case, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Well, I think the problem what you're going to run into with you know trading up like that is you got a new young coach, and yep. I just don't yeah. I don't see them an organ, and they got a GM that I don't think they're going to move up. 
um, and do something like that. I think they're going to stay where they're at and take a pick. I just don't. Coach is I mean, like I think, their own quarterback. I agree. Yeah. I think if you got Caleb Williams or uh, you know Drake May up there, they would that'd be a better improvement on their quarterback. Yeah. I just don't see them doing that just because it just with the new new coach. I just think he's going to try. I don't think they're going to try to uh, salvage the future, the future picks to try to, uh, you know, give away those for just one player that might just, yeah. cause that's, you see it too often that they get a new coach in there and they, Oh, we got to go get this quarterback and then, mm-hmm. or this one player. And then they, they, you screw the future and then they're good for about two years. And then they just screw they're cause they didn't have any young players. All these guys contracts came up and they had to let them go. Yeah. Oh, you can go back. I just was curious in that, that. Take. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, I see that as the biggest fit in my opinion. Uh, defensively i think that they they weren't like a horrible defensive team but they i could definitely see them with their pick they currently have taking a defensive player yeah. uh it doesn't seem like they the the players that would probably be going off the board offensively there i think that they already have those positions pre- filled pretty well yeah. so linemen or defensive player at their position they have now and then they have some free agents coming up but none of them really look like like the big names that you would yeah. kind of want to rethink of the Falcons. So I don't think that they have a big issue there. Yeah, I can go over there and pending free agents real quick. To, they have Cordell Patterson, who is technically listed as a running back, but he can kind of do it all. Who barely played this year. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Okuda, who actually started to play pretty decent after his trade from Detroit uh, a few years ago. And Clayus Campbell, who's 37, who still actually played pretty well. He's been in the league forever. But he still does uh, offer solid contributions. So – don't take that too lightly. Um, I mean, is there anything else you want to add to that? Or not really? Yeah, I I kind of like the position that they're in. Um, I do agree with you, Roy. I don't think they're at the point where they should sell it all for a quarterback. Now, in Bryce's scenario, where you only offer a first this year and next year and maybe like a second, I don't think that's enough for the Bears to go down to eight. So I don't think it would happen. But if that was the price, then I wouldn't hate it. But I don't think that's the price. So I think it would cost like. Two first, Drake London, and someone else. And I just don't think the Falcons would do that. Um, they do get the Rams D coordinator, Morris or Morrison or something like that, as their head coach, defensive guy. I do think they will go defense. They've gone offense the last like three drafts, I feel like, early. Um, I do think they go defense. I think they go D line. I really like Dallas Turner from Alabama, but they can go any route on defense, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I think it's pretty clear that. Arthur Smith, their old head coach, did not like B. John Robinson because every time B. John Robinson caught the football or had the football in his hands, it's electric. And guess what he did in the next play? He gave it to Tyler Algier. I mean, B. John Robinson should not be splitting carries 214 to 186. It just shouldn't happen. He was a top 10 pick for a reason. He needs to have the ball 200 to 250 times a season without a doubt. Um, I think next year, it will not be a split backfield. I think it will be Bijan Robinson's backfield with Algier maybe coming in goal line. That I could see more often. Um, Desmond Ritter is not the guy. You guys both nailed it. Um, and I think they could use a receiver defensively. Like you said, Roy, they were good, but they could still improve. I don't think they were great on the D line. I thought their back end was good, but they could really use a guy up front, especially losing Clay's Campbell possibly. Um, in free agency, I personally would not go for it, like, you know, going up to number one. I have a fit that I don't know would go there because I don't know if he wants to leave the team that he was just on. But I think Kirk Cousins would be a great fit in Atlanta. 
You know, he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to hit his receivers. All you have to do is pay him for one or two years. You wouldn't have to give him a 10-year deal. He's got a big contract he's on right now, though. Well, he, he's a free agent. I know. So, to match what he's – I think he's going to be wanting a lot more money than what the Falcons I think he'll want a lot of money, but I don't think yeah. he'll get what he wants. I think he's going to – I think he likes what he's doing in Minnesota. He'll t- and he'll, I he'll, do, too. He'll, he'll take a cheaper contract. So yeah. He's not going to get and, his, his all the guarantees that he got last time. That's why I don't think he actually will leave because I think he wants to come back to Minnesota. But lo- that doesn't mean that Minnesota wants him back, you know, per se. You know, they might have different options. But uh, I just think fit-wise, I think it's a great fit because you know he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to hit the open receiver, and then he can turn around and give it to B. John Robinson as many times as he needs to. So I like the fit. I'm not saying it'll work out. Um, but somebody like that, somebody that isn't going to make the mistakes. I mean, that's what hurt this team, and that's why they didn't make the playoffs. They would have been in instead of Tampa Bay if they didn't turn the ball over so much. But they turned it over almost every drive. I mean, it's hard to win football games, turn the ball over. We know that. Um, I don't have anything else. I mean, they have $35 million and they don't really have a whole lot of free agents they need to bring back. Um, another free agent who, again, I don't know if he would come in, but Mike Evans. I mean, you put Mike Evans outside of, um, what do you call it, Drake London. Drake London. I mean, that's as good as a one-two punch as you're going to find with only paying Drake London on a rookie deal. I mean, Mike Evans isn't going to get a six-year deal at receiver. He's going to get a three or four. It's about the time you'd have to pay Drake London. So, you know, I, I like, you know, things like that. But I think we all are in agreement so that there will be a new quarterback. In yeah, next year. there will be a new quarterback oh, yeah. in Atlanta next year, I believe. I think that's really all I have for Atlanta. I mean, they could go a few different routes, but, I mean, their needs are pretty clear, in my opinion. That's going to take us to the Chicago Bears. Um, this one, we're going to go pretty in-depth on this one. This is Bryce's favorite team, as you couldn't tell already. Um, go 7-10 and 10 last year. They own the first pick of the draft thanks to the Carolina Panthers. This is not their pick, but they will own it. Number one, 1-1. One one. They will own the number nine pick, which is their pick. Uh, they do not own a second in trading it to Washington for the Montez Sweat trade. They own a three Four, four, and five. So very front-loaded, but you'd much rather be front-loaded than back-loaded. Justin Fields. You know what? I'll let Bryce go over these stats. It's his team. I'll let him talk about the stats. Justin Fields played 13 games, uh, 61% completion with 2,500 yards. He had a 16-9 to ratio. And then uh, Tyson Bajan played five games with uh, just under 900 passing yards. we had a lot of different rushers this year. Um, Justin Fields being our lead rusher for two years in a row, 657 yards. And then Khalil Herbert uh, only played 12 games with 611. Dante Foreman stepped up in the games that he played with Johnson and Herbert out. Uh, nine games, 425 yards. Roshan Johnson, 352 yards. Receiving, it was a DJ Moore show. Um, he had... 136 targets, 96 receptions, and played 17 games. Uh, had 1,364 yards, eight touchdowns on the season. I mean, the guy played unbelievable. Uh, didn't make a Pro Bowl. Cole Komet was the next guy on the team. I mean, Cole Komet is – he's everything you can really ask for out of a line uh, tight end. He catches the ball. He gets open. He's a good blocker. Um 719 yards. I, I mean, you can't ask much more out of a tight end, really. Darnell Mooney, horrible season. Uh, not going to be back on the team. And then the rest receiving, it's just kind of not there, really. Um, 
if I'm a Bears fan, I'm calling uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and saying, hey, can you teach your brother how to play football? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, one of them <laughs> looks like an athlete. The other one is like skin and bones. Slenderman <laughs> out there. Uh, I just had to say that. Every time I see that, I laugh. I go, man, how is he so bad compared to his brother? Like, I know. Night and day. <clears throat> they have a lot of free agents this year. Um, there was reports today, actually, that they've been working on a deal to sign Jalen Johnson. So he will probably be back. Uh, Eddie Jackson and Cody Whitehair are both gone. That's two veterans that you free up a ton of cap space for. And uh, the cap space also just got boosted for every team. So I don't think they'll have any problem signing Jalen Johnson to a big contract. He was the best corner in the league this year. Um, I mean, just look at the stats. He's the best stats out of every corner in the entire league. If you're going to say pick sixes, okay. That's the only thing. Drum Bland, baby. Yeah, Drum Bland. Get, got cooked by Mike Evans. Worse than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Didn't even play Mike Evans this year. Yes, he did. It wasn't that it was cooking them. DK, DK Metcalf. That's what I meant to say. Um, we got eighty million in cap space, so that's cool. What else do you guys want to go? Over about All right, Roy. I'll let you, Roy, you want you want to go first? Or you want me to? I don't care. I got plenty on this. Like, whatever. all right, go ahead, Roy. Let it rip. All right. So you. What want, do you think? So this is what you know. The Bears were what seven and nine this year. Um, I you know the. They with eighty million in cap space, they they have a lot. They could improve a lot because they do. They need yeah. a running back. You need another wide receiver, and you need an help with the offensive line. And I think you need help in the defensive line. I think you need all that. Yeah. I mean, you got Montez Sweat, but you need somebody to go with it, an edge rusher, or somebody to go with it. So I mean, I think the Bears should stick with Justin Fields. I mean, I think it's stupid to try to. I, redo I it. really can't even believe you just said that. I can't either. I really can't because I think it'd be. I, as much as I love watching the Bears suck, it's just fun for me. For me, but if you're smart, if you're the Bears, you have 80 million thing. You should go out there. You want somebody opposite of uh, DJ Moore? Pay it fucking Mike Evans or Michael Pitt. Yeah, go get one yep. of those two on the upper side. I agree. All right, draft a running back, or you know, some or get a, a free agent. You got room for free agent agency. You see, I mind. think we should. I yeah. think free agency should be. The running back in the draft yeah. should be a receiver, in my opinion. Well, I, I agree. But you could also do a defensive line where you could go get Chris Jones or, you know, uh, yeah, I have seen an edge rusher like Josh Allen. I mean, you got yeah. options there. But what you got to do is trade that first pick. I mean, you cannot hold on to that first pick and do anything. Trade it, go down, get multiple picks, at, and get a first round pick and, and get op, get more op, uh, things so you can go get offensive line help. So you can get maybe get a running back in the second or third round. That'll be at least because you got Khalil Herbert. He's not a great running back, but you need that other. You need an explosive running back, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know who who's a running back that's out there that could be that explosive for you. They have this is a stacked free agent running back. There's yeah. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs. Those are the two that I, Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler. Those are the three. Tony Pollard. You're, you're talking about Austin Eckler, who I think, who I think is that. Oh, uh, uh, Oh, okay. is out of age. I think he's not. Well, he's not you know, age. just someone who's been a pro bowler. I know. I but I, if you guys take on Barkley, I mean, I could really? see Saquon yes. Barkley, mm-hmm. but I just don't see him going That's, to Chicago. I've seen Saquon Barkley tied with Chicago for two years, yeah. but I think he's just so injury prone. And I mean, Josh Jacobs had injuries too, but I think that Josh Jacobs is the better fit in Chicago with Khalil Herbert duo. Or, okay. and Roshan Johnson. I mean, he's our power back. That guy. Hits unreal. It's like it's. I know, but you need the explosive guy that's going to take it to the house. On, I mean, yeah, yeah. you need that guy. Well, Roy, what do you think? Okay, so you're saying 
that you think stick with Fields, trade one, and those two go together. It makes sense. What do you trade down to? Like, what are you looking for? Are you looking to go back three or four spots? Are you looking to go back nine or ten spots? And what are you doing at nine? Like, what, what, like, what do you want with those two picks in that no, regard? I, I, it, with, with trading down, you trade with get get the most picks you can possibly get. It doesn't matter where you go. For that, okay. you're at a position where you can go anywhere in that draft to get what yeah. you need. Um, at the nine pick, you're gonna go. You're gonna get your offensive lineman or defensive back or your defensive player that's where you're going to get somebody at other at number nine you're not going to waste it on a running i don't think there's really anybody in that running back or anything in that room but you're going to the yeah. first pick you're going to trade down to get and maximize as many picks as possible you know I, i've been reading five picks which i just can't believe someone give five picks but um you with i mean you're talking but not getting players so I did. They, you want to maximize this year, this because this is where you need to start it with fields, because this is about where you're going to have to decide that you know. So you're going to have to maximize that by going to get as many picks as possible and using your free agency to get people to go around him. Well, you're not you're not hoping that fields clicks. If if you trade the number one pick this year, right. you're signing fields to an extension this year. Oh, because yeah. no, your yeah. your hope, yeah. Then your decision is that he's he's the guy. Yeah, I don't think I, agree. I don't like fields. I um, but I think. He's not. They've not used his uh, potential. Um, I agree. All, so. I would agree with that. I agree. Is that all you got, Roy? Yeah, I, I love know. Fields, but I do yeah. agree that he has not been used. Um, I, I, uh, Mo, I would say we're all in agreement in different ways. This team needs to go at a running back. I mean, that's pretty clear. I really do like the addition of Saquon Barkley, but any of them, Josh Jacob. I mean, just anyone who can go out there and run the football is better than what they've had. Khalil Herbert's days are done, I think. Um, Roshan Johnson would still be a good backup now, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's a good running back. Even Deontay Foreman being a third, you know, if you have an injury go down, he's, he's a, a great power back. He's a free agent, though, and I yeah. don't see him getting resigned, in my opinion. But um, to me, and I have this, you know, on the cap space because the Bears have so much money. They have $80 million in cap space. They can do whatever they want. Justin Fields' current valued market is $47 million a season. That's over half the cap space. To me, I like Fields. If there is no money involved, I'd say Justin Fields is your guy, and you don't even need to worry about it. But to me, at number one, that everybody values Caleb Williams so high. Even the Bears do. I know the Bears still value him high, even if they wouldn't pick him. You have to have a buyer to trade number one. So, like, I'll use an example. Let's say the Patriots call from three, and they say, "We'll give you a one. We'll give you our one. So number three, and I'll give you a second round pick." Bears aren't moving. That's not enough. But what if no one wants to offer the price the Bears are offering or requesting? Then guess what? You're not moving because you don't have a buyer. So I I don't think anyone's going to pay the price to move up with the Bears. I really don't. I think the Bears will stick and take Williams. I do. I don't think that they're going to find a buyer. Especially with this team, they have so much money. Don't waste it on one player right now. You You don't know what this team looks like. You don't have the receiver outside of DJ Moore. You're probably going to draft one in this draft, I can guarantee it, or sign a big guy. In my opinion, they should move Justin Fields, save the money, take the rookie quarterback, and you're playing with the hope that Caleb Williams can be the best player in football because he could be. Not saying he will, could be one of the worst, but he could be the best. I don't think Justin Fields can ever be the best player in football. I just don't. Um, I do agree they haven't used him right. Um, when he is your leading rusher two years in a row, that's a coaching issue. That's not a player issue. Justin Fields electric with the ball, but you're also on year four and you still are wondering these questions. You would probably have hoped two years ago that you'd be like, yeah, Justin Fields is the guy. And you're not wondering, you know, 
do we take the quarterback? You'd be like, no, we're not. We, we have our guy. But you don't. You haven't said that yet. So me, I'm moving on from Justin Fields strictly due to money. If this was not money related, I'd be sticking with Fields. I agree. But money matters in the NFL. You have so much money, I wouldn't waste it on one guy. I just wouldn't. I completely disagree. If you take the last 20 games of Justin Fields and Lamar Jackson, the current reigning MVP, yeah, the numbers are identical. So you're telling me you're trading a guy who puts up MVP-level numbers in games where he's allowed to play when not doesn't have a shitty offensive coordinator making him throw a screen pass every other play for a guy you've never seen play in the NFL and that crumbles against big teams in college. To me, when I look at Justin Fields' stats and I see – he played 13 games this season. That's not a full season, but it's over half. 2,500 yards and nine picks with an average throw of 6.9. I'll, I'll can't contribute. All he did was throw screen passes this year. And you say he has a shitty offense coordinator. Offense coordinator got a job real quick. Didn't sit out a year. Offense coordinator in LA or in Vegas now. Didn't didn't have a problem finding a job. So other that's people because, view him high. That's because we have one of the number one rushing offenses in the league. And that's what the Raiders are going for. Whenever you see Justin Fields play, the guy throws the ball deep four times a game. Yeah. And the games where he's allowed to throw the ball deep, he has the number one deep ball accuracy in the entire league. Over Patrick Mahomes, over Josh Allen, over Joe Burrow. He has the number one. That's a fact. I mean, he's he's just not a caliber of player of those players. I, I agree that's, with Josh. I don't think he's that caliber. To me... Justin Fields is great when the play is off script. When it's step back, not there, not there, roll, go. One of the best and the most electric players watching football. When it's one, two, three, step, throw, he's just not a, even a top five quarterback in the NFL. And to me, I'm not paying $47 million a year to a quarterback. He's going to get more than that, in my opinion. That's his market value. You're two years away from paying him because he has to play this season. Then ever Dak's going to get extended this year. It's going to raise the money. Guess what? Once one quarterback breaks the record, they keep doing it. Not saying Fields would break the record, but he's going to. It's going to value him up a little bit more. To me, I'm just not paying him fifty million dollars when I know Caleb Williams will reset it at twenty-two million. It's half the price, and you have the potential. Caleb Williams is a running quarterback as well. It's not like he's a. Peyton Manning sit in the pocket throw and that's it. He can run too. You can still do those plays with Justin Fields with Caleb Williams. That's just my opinion. You're saying you can still do those plays, but he hasn't done that in the NFL. You can't say that he can do all this stuff in the NFL when he hasn't done it. You're going completely off potential when you have a guy who has potential to be a top five quarterback in the league next year compared to a rookie who's never played and crumbles in big games. I mean, you can say he crumbles in big games. He won a Heisman Trophy as a sophomore with barely playing as a freshman at Oklahoma when he transferred. So to tell me that – and he also has never been eligible to play in the NFL. The guy can't help it that he has can't play in the NFL yet. All right, you want to go through Heisman Trophy winners for quarterbacks and see how many of them have panned out to be the greatest quarterbacks of all time? Well, one of the last ones was named Joe Burrow, and I think he turned out pretty damn good. Baker yeah. Mayfield, Johnny Manziel. well. Johnny Manziel wasn't a number one overall pick. Yeah, but he has the same type but, of height. Let me say, Justin Fields, Justin Fields is not – he needs a lot of work still. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, in four years, they have not given him the tools to, to do what he needs to do in the NFL. Correct. He's had a My new friend. coach every year. I know, and I'm, I'm not blank, I'm not saying – I yeah. just think that's the, that's the problem with Justin Fields right now. He just has not proved that he can do – Yeah. And I think I think he has the capability – 
the problem is the Bears have organization has screwed him over, and that's that's what's the scary part is that you're in year four and you ha- you have not got him to where he needs to be. To you have question marks still, and that's not on him. That's that's on the organization itself. And I agree, and that they have screwed him over. Now the yes. question is, do you move on from him? I don't think they should because I I just don't think I don't. I'm not a believer in Kayla Williams. I'm not a believer in Drake May. I'm not a believer in, in in those guys. I'm a I'm not a believer in Justin Fields. I just think he right now for the Bears is the best option they have. I just I don't. You guys haven't watched the Bears for the last twenty years do the same thing every three to four years. We fire our coach, draft a quarterback, get rid of the quarterback, get a new coach, get a new quarterback, fire them both, and repeat the process every single time. The only one that stayed since. The last time I we went to the Super Bowl, I mean, Rex Grossman wasn't even on the team that long. Jay Cutler has been on the team longer than anybody I can think of in the past. But then you guys turned on years. him the moment he got hurt. I mean, that, that's Jay Cutler? Point. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 on you, Jay you haven't watched. I've watched the Bears for over 30 years because I, they are around here for some freaking reason. I have to watch them. But, you know. They have struggled to find a quarterback, and it's because of yeah. the organization. It has nothing to they're, do with They're them. not developing it. It's not get, always the like player Jay at all times. They get one like Jay Cutler, who was successful, but then he got hurt they in that playoff care. game. I was, at a, I was at a bar watching the game with a bunch of Bears fans who were burning his jersey because he got hurt yeah. and left the game. I remember they, that. They gave up on him. And then that immediately they just got they didn't he got hurt the next that's year. That's what they Bears fans do. They give up on quarterbacks every four years. That's your organization. Okay. That's the organization I, doing it. I know. And I'm not saying give up on you, Justin Fields. I'm just saying Justin Fields is not ready to take this team to the next level. Correct. And I agree on the organization. That's not on him. Yeah. I okay, Bryce. I have a I have a question for you. Let's say the Bears trade back a few spots. The trade doesn't matter. You trade back. You stick with Fields. You have to pay Justin Fields next season. You have to extend them. Let's say they extend them for $55 million. That is over half your cap space. That team cannot add a Mike Evans and a, I'll use this as an example because of the timing matches, uh, Micah Parsons. They can't add two to three superstars on max deals like that. First, if you kept Caleb Williams, I'll just use that as an example, who only would cost about 20-something million, maybe by the time he gets drafted, it's 30, but it would I don't even think it'd be in the 30s. I think it'd be in the 20s. You still have 60 million. You can go out and get those other players. I'll say a Mike Evans, CD Lamp, somebody that is considered a number true number one, even in my eyes, DJ Moore is a true number one. So you could have two of them. Why why do you want to handcuff yourself signing fields when you it's possible? Nobody knows. It's possible that Caleb Williams could be better. Or the same. It could be the same player. But I'm talking about the the money situation. Because to me, that's why if I'm the Bears, I'm moving on. It's money. It's not the player. See, I don't think they need the money. I think it's the picks they need. Because I think they need they need more than just a quarterback. I mean, I, they need to develop Justin uh, Fields, but they need an offensive lineman line. And um, they don't give Fields time to do anything. Well, if you, if you take they, they, Williams, more, they got you, more holes to fill. And, and, I agree. And, if you're, and I think you need you can pay that money and get more picks instead and that would lower that would lower the, and that help you for the future because they're not i mean they're gonna it's gonna be tough for them to win that division because i mean the packers are gr- bet, as good as they are every yeah. year and detroit's improved minnesota if they get Kirk cousins back i mean it's just gonna be t- so to be the better they need these picks and say i agree power cap and just keep justin fields i mean because caleb williams is not going to let you win next year that's the yeah. thing that's the problem 
you don't see it's CJ Stroud's a rare thing. You don't see a lot of teams that go out and get a bunch of people and then have a rookie quarterback take them into the playoffs. Do you are you anticipating the Bears making their run like next starting next season? The next two seasons, I think, are the years is their window. The Bears to win, yes. I think you're wrong. I think but... if you add a running back, draft a lineman, and add one more receiver, this and, and an edge rusher, this becomes an elite team. I mean, I think it makes it a good team. Yeah, I wouldn't say an elite team. I'd make it a good team. I mean, we have one of the top teams. That'll prove them. Yeah, that'll prove the difference between Houston and the Bears. Are Houston had a bunch of pieces around CJ Stroud to make him good, and that's yeah, I agree. That's what hurts Justin Fields. There, you know, yeah, you got GJ Moore, but you had nobody else to throw to who could get open, and then you have uh, and you have no running, you know, running back. That's you got a running back who'll get you three yards. But he's not going to take it to the house, you know. You don't have a you yeah. hand it off, and you're like, man, will he take it to the house? No, the only person no. can take it to the house is just the breakaway field. speed. So there's just yeah, and the offensive line just wasn't there. So I, like I said, there's just too many holes. Um, and they could, if you, I think that's why you need to draft. Just you know, you, I wouldn't say you're ready for next year. I say you're you're looking at Justin Fields for that second contract and saying, hey, I want I need these picks for the the second contract here, and then extend yeah. it and, I- and, and look for the future that way. I don't view the Bears' window starting next season. I view it starting in, like, two years. Like, not next season, the year after possibly starting. That's what I was just saying. They'll be good this year, and then the year after that'll be the But year. that's when you pay fields. That's, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, we just disagree, which is fine. I mean, everybody has their own view. We're going to find out because I have a hard time believing that they would take Williams and keep fields. I just don't think that would happen. No, um, it, I mean, it could, but I would be shocked. Um, you, can't, you can't keep both of them. There's no. Way. I, I I agree. I don't think you can either. So we're gonna get our answer. I mean, the draft's late April, so we got like two months. So I mean, something's gonna have to give before the draft. If you trade the number one pick, I'd be shocked if it's a draft night trade. That's too valuable of a pick to just make it on the spot, unless you know someone gets desperate. That's probably a planned one, like it was last year, where they planned to trade it and they did it what a month before the draft or yeah. so. So. I think we'll get our answers, but I don't think we have anything else. You guys? No. I think that's going to take us to baseball. Or Bryce, I'll let you lead us off with the Nationals. Got to get there. All right, the Nationals. Uh, they had a 71-91 and record and missed the playoffs, but they don't have any losses this year, and they signed Joey Gallo, Dylan Floro, and Juan Yepes. Their projected starters are C.J. Abrams, Lane Thomas, Joey Gallo, Joey Men- How do you say that? Manessis. Manessis, Jesse Walker, Kelbert Ruiz. Ru- yeah, I think that's like it. Nick Senzel, Luis Garcia Jr., and Victor Robles. Starting pitchers, uh, or no, that's yeah. Starting pitchers: Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, Jake Irvin, uh, Patrick Corbin, and Trevor Williams. I'll lead it off with you, Roy. Um, the Nationals, I mean, ever since they've traded Juan Soto, they've been pretty pretty bad um, after that uh, World Series run they went on. What do, what do you think about this season? I mean, they have so many young players in there. Well, I mean, yeah, they're they're a young team. Um, I don't think they're talented at all. That's the problem. Wow. I don't, um, other than C.J. Abrams, I think the rest of them, are, they got some 
guys who still need to need to get better um, than Nick Explorer. I think they're just a, they're a lot like the Pittsburgh Pirates, a lot of young kids, but I don't think they have the talent that the Pittsburgh has. So I think you're looking at a team that's going to struggle this year in a tough division. And um, I mean, I mean, you, their starting rotation is just not. I mean, they're young guys with other than Patrick Corbin. They're just young guys who just can't. I mean, they're gonna. They're, it's gonna take. It's gonna be a building year. That's gonna another building year that they're gonna struggle this year. Yeah. How about you, Bryce? What do you think of the Nationals? Yeah, I agree. I just don't think that they they don't have like a, any of their stars really. You just don't see any of those guys that are like playing baseball to get into the World Series. You know it. Yeah. This, organization you know they had a good team a few years ago they just don't seem like they have like that winning culture there anymore to me so yeah yeah tim i the they've traded you know their superstars the cj abrams has to take that next step into being more than just a singles guy in stolen bases he's got to hit those doubles and get a little bit bigger Caber Ruiz, their catcher, is actually a pretty good catcher. He finished for, last year fourth most fantasy points in fantasy baseball. I know fantasy baseball doesn't always react to who's the best catcher because it's all offensive, but he can. he's a good hitting catcher. He's one of the better ones already, and he's so young. They need their two starters, Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore, who they've gotten in a Max Scherzer deal and in the Juan Soto deal. Those two have got to take that next leap. That, to me, those two guys, Gore and Gray, are – pivotal into making them turn a corner if those two turn out to be like busts and they just can't work work at the major league level this is going to be one of those rebuilds that takes a lot longer because yeah. but if you can get two of those guys because those guys are first round picks top 10 prospects when they were prospects those two guys were dealt for Juan Soto and Max Scherzer and Max Scherzer was in his prime going to the Dodgers at that point um those two have got to turn out they have nothing in the bullpen um, they had they had Joey Gallo and Dylan oh, yeah. Florio. They get, they get the biggest strikeout guy in Joey Gallo. Yeah. They're just I mean it's like the Pirates we said where they're just hoping someone has a good year. I mean they did add uh, Heimer or Jimer Candelario last year on a one year deal. Had a really good year flipping the Cubs. I don't know what yeah. they got, but you know something like that. It's all you're hoping for for Joey Gallo. Um, Battery's going to strike out 400 times, but it's just they need those young players because these young players are a little bit different than the Pirates. The Pirates' young players, they haven't really hit the major leagues yet. You're just kind of hoping they get their feet wet. These guys, Abrams, Gore, and Gray, and even Kyber Reese, even though he's kind of made a mark, these guys have been up for a year. They need to take this next step. But outside of that, they don't have a lot. Uh, fun fact, I threw it in here. I don't know if you guys have heard the news about Steven Strasburg. He retired. Yeah. And the Nationals said, yeah, and the Nationals said they would pay him his contract. The Nationals then said, actually, never mind. You need to come back. So he is unretired, and they said that they'll pay him if he coaches in some capacity. And he said no. So he's currently reporting to spring training, unable to pitch because he has no arm. Yeah. So fun, he, fun he little thing. It. Fun story, Brian. That's why I put him in there because I would have forgot. But he's going to chill. So, so Steven Strasburg is unretired. He is now a national again. Fun fact. Hang out yeah, he's just, just chilling right now. So. And he can't throw a baseball. So, uh, that'll take a – what's that? Oh, pitcher. Hey, I know. Hey, bet you finishes with a zero ERA. That'll take us on to the New York Mets, who they went 75 and 87. They lose Daniel Vogelbach, but really not that much of a loss. He goes to Toronto. Any fucking bad. I know. I threw him in there for Bryce. I knew Bryce would get a laugh out of that. I love that guy. He loves that guy. Their key additions are basically the shit Yankees. Luis Severino 
Harrison Bader, and then they do get Sean Manaya and Jorge Lopez. Projected lineup of Brandon Nimmo, Jeff McNeil, Frankie Lindor, Pete Alonzo, Starling Marte, DJ Stewart, Francisco Alvarez, Brett Beatty, and Harrison Bader. Pitching staff, this is where things get ugly. Jose Quintana, Luis Severino, Sean Manaya, Adrian Hauser, Tyler Meagle. They do get Edwin Diaz back from tearing his ACL in the World Baseball Classic after one of the best closer years the year prior. Adam Adovino, and then after that, it kind of falls off with a lot of one-year deals. Um, I'll go first on the, the Mets. The Mets spent unbelievable amounts of money, and it did not work out last year, and they had to deal Scherzer and Verlander. Um, and they're still paying them, by the way. They're, they're playing for free on their new teams. Um, the New York Mets are paying all of them, but they did get some good prospects back. They, uh, I know the deal that sent Scherzer to the Rangers. They got Ronald Acuna Jr.'s little brother, who's like a shortstop, I think. But, same, I mean, identical swing. Um, but to me, the, the Mets lineup is still fairly good. I mean, Nemo, McNeil, Lindor, Alonzo, I mean, they're going to put up some runs. Beatty and Alvarez are young, but the pitching staff is where it really just falls off. Uh, I don't think they're trying to compete this year. That's why they moved all those pieces last year. So I think they're just hoping for a lot of those young guys to take a step up and maybe get Severino or someone else like that to have a decent year and try to flip them because I don't think they're long-term options. How about you guys? I agree. Uh, their pitching staff is absolutely horrible. Um, when your fourth starter is Luis Severino, who we've, as Yankee fans, have seen him do he's a beast. Jack squat the last couple I mean, of years. Poor I guy got hurt. Poor guy got hurt celebrating that he threw a clean inning his first game back and got like towards some. I don't know. It was bad. The only surprise part they have is Edwin Diaz. I mean, and that he yeah. is a hell of a closer. But the problem is he's not going to get a chance to close many games this year because they're not going to have. A, they're not going to be able to win that lineup is a home run first, strikeout second. I mean, actually, strikeout first, hit home run second, basically, is what they do. I mean, yeah. you look, I mean, Pete Alonzo, he'll hit about 30 home runs, but he'll strike out 300 times. I mean, that's what that's, that's what the problem with this lineup. They don't have anybody. They they tried to do exactly what the Yankees did, get a bunch of home run hitters. But the problem was these guys can hit home runs, but they strike out way more than any of the Yankees did. And, so, and that was the problem. They were trying to mirror what the Yankees were doing. They just, I mean, now they got Harrison Bader, who I think they're going to try to, he's a streaky hitter. That's all he is. Good defensive yeah. player, just a streaky hitter. And that you're not, he's not consistent. And that's the problem with this team. They're not consistent. And they're, I mean, they're not going to be very good this year. They're going to, they're not going to, they're going to be about where they were last year. And maybe a little worse because their pitching staff's worse than it was last year. So, um, other than Sean Manea, I, he may come back and be a better pitcher than he was. I mean, he didn't, he struggled a little bit last year, but I, I just don't see this team doing much this year. Yeah. How about you, Bryce? Yeah. The, the strikeouts is obviously an issue. I mean, looking at the lineup, it doesn't look like a bad lineup to me. Like they have a lot of really good hitters, but the issue is how much all of them strike out and all of them being on the same team. It becomes an issue of their lineup. Any one of those guys would be a great fit anywhere you know i've seen talks of them trading alonzo i i don't know if anything's going to come of that um i can but, see it the deadline yeah you know, if they're really bad i could see it I, oh yeah they're I saw, up from these guys yeah. i saw the ties with the cubs you know the cubs need that big home run hitter yeah i saw pete alonzo be a spot i think he would fit pretty there good, good. Fit. yeah i think he would fit there great but they just have so many that strike out together and then they don't have any pitchers so if they're not just blasting 10 home runs a game. They're not winning ball games, you know. They just sell at the deadlines. They just 
they can't play, you know. Um, Edwin Diaz coming back. I mean, he was really good, but you never know when players come back from an injury for that long yeah. if they're going to be that caliber of a player again. And Luis Serrano, he might be the best player in the league this year. And, you know, coming away from the Yankees, he's going to be top dog in that. Bullpen. I mean, he can't get worse, so I'm sure he's going to be a little better. So I don't see them being any better than they were last year. I think that they'll probably be worse because I do see them starting to flip pieces and try and go through a rebuild because they just the, they spent so much money. The only thing that I will say about the Mets is, you know, some of these teams that get worse and they move pieces at the deadline and all that, they will spend as much money as it takes with that new owner. That's going to be a quick turnaround. I promise you that. They'll yeah, probably oh, take yeah. a year off. Like, I could see them not moving Pete Alonzo and then just paying him whatever he wants. Um, that team, once they're, some of those big free agents hit, they're going to spend some money. So... Especially once they get done paying Scherzer and Verlander after this season. I just can't wait to see players start getting flipped and just see the Frank the Tank videos. Of oh, screaming about yeah. It. Anytime Frank the Tank's not happy, I'm happy because oh, I yeah, that'd be awesome. see, see the hockey game yeah, the other day. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I don't think we have anything else on the Mets. And we'll save our picks for rankings after uh, we get done. That'll take us to the Marlins. They go 84 and 78. They do surprise a little bit uh, last year. They make the playoffs and they lose in the wild card. Their key losses, they got David Robertson from the Mets late and they lose. Hor- oh, and he went to the Texans or Texans. Yeah, I Rangers. Well, I see Tex and I think Texans. And then they lose Jorge Soler recently to the San Francisco Giants. Their key additions, they do sign Tim Anderson. They do sign Trey Mancini and the Rays catcher last year, Christian Bethancourt. Their lineup looks like Luis Arise, Tim Anderson, Josh Bell, Jake Berger, Jazz Chisholm, Brian De La Cruz, Jesus Sanchez, Avisicil Garcia, and Nick Fortes with Bethancourt on the bench. Pitching rotation has Jesus Lazardo, Yuri Perez, Braxton Garrett, Edward Cabrera, Trevor Rogers. Sandy Alcantara will miss the entire season with Tommy John, former Cy Young winner. And then their bullpen has Tanner Scott, and it has A.J. Puck in here. I have been told today that A.J. Puck is being transformed back to a starter, so he will not be in their bullpen. Um, Anthony Bendar and Ryan Weathers, and I don't know if you guys know who Sixto Sanchez is, do you? Sixto Sanchez. You guys know who Sixto Sanchez is? No. He was a top, pro- top prospect for the Marlins as a starting pitcher. He reported at camp 75 pounds overweight. Oh, wow. yeah. He is huge. I mean, he was a twig, and he honestly, he looks like prime Pablo Sandoval. Like, that's what he looks like. Hmm. Like, God, I, yeah, I, I don't know yeah. what to say about him, but that's for another story. Um, this team surprised, I'll go first on this one. This team surprised a lot of people last year. Um, their lineup to me doesn't look very good. They have a couple streaky hitters. Tim Anderson's 30, played horrible last year. I mean, you just can't expect a lot. I mean, Luis Arise might bat 400, but with 400 singles, you know, guy can hit the ball, like put the bat on the ball better than anyone I've ever seen. Um, They lack a lot of power. Jake Berger's got some power, but you kind of hope Jazz Chisholm bounces back from an injury-riddled season. But I will give the Marlins this. They have the best potential rotation, and it's not everybody that I include. I'm talking prospects as well. They have the best potential starting pitching rotation in baseball. I mean, Jesus Lozardo's 26, and he had a good year last year. Yuri Perez looked unhittable last year when healthy. He's 20 years old. Braxton Garrett's 26. Edward Cabrera's 25. And they have a 
Max Mayer, who's coming off Tommy John, who is a top three pick in the draft. He's only 22. And they have Sandy Alcantara coming off Tommy John, who will be back next season. So they have a lot, a lot of young starting pitcher, pitchers. But, man, they have real – I I don't know what they're doing offensively. They're just – they don't go out and sign anybody. Why they didn't go after Jorge Soler, who's a perfect fit on this team at DH, in my opinion, I don't know. But you, for me, for the Marlins, I – I think they're going to struggle this year. I don't see the offense being very good, but I you got to hope that those young pitchers really take that next step because if they do, that team can look very scary quickly if you have all those young starter pitchers. See, I think I like this team. My, they're built around their pitching staff, and that's what they did. They went out and just they got nothing but great pitchers. When they traded people, they got good pitchers. That's all they did. They went out and just made sure their uh, their farm system was full of pitchers. Um, and great pitchers, not like it was anything. And they just, they've done a great job of just manufacturing good pitching. And then they play the small ball. That's what they do. They don't, you're not, they're not going to give up runs and they're going to score maybe one or two runs and win a two to one ball game. I mean, I was down, we went and watched them against Tampa Bay, uh, the last summer and it was freaking, I think the final score was three, uh, three to two or something. And it was on a, actually Berger hit a home run. And that was the only thing they basically, the only runs they had, they did, but they had great pitching. They only gave up a couple yeah. runs. I like the Tim Anderson. I don't. I don't think he's washed up as everybody thinks he is. I think he'll fit in with that with a lot of young kids. He's not expected to, be, you know. And the, the White Sox was just a bunch of prima donna assholes, and that's yeah. what the problem is. I think if he can come in and just be the leader of that clubhouse and do something and just fit in with some of these young guys. I mean, I love uh, uh, Luis Arazia. I wish Arazia, whatever. I I would love for him to be a Yankee. I mean, at least we got somebody who'd hit the ball, get him on base, and let Judge hit him in. But um, I think Chisholm will have a great year this year. I think it's gonna he'll uh, he'll bounce back. I just they got you know they got some uh, you know Trey Mancini. I I don't think I think he's just gonna be a uh, replacement in a uh, DH. But the I think killer Trey Mancini. I know, but I he think he, for a long I, time. I really think this this team will be right where they're at this year. They're just I think they're talented, kind of like the Reds, but just not as talented as the Reds. Um, I think they don't, but they have better pitching, and I think this pitching will carry them to to the playoffs this year. If they can add something at the deadline to make the make them a little more more potent on offense, they're a scary team. So. I, I I like this team, and I think that I think they're going to be around the same time, the same way they were last year. Yeah, I uh, I just think that they lost. I think what they lost was better than what they got back. Uh, Tim Anderson, Trey Mancini, and Christian Bethencourt; those are all like older players. But I do like that they're veterans that they're bringing in for some of their young players, like Luis Arise. Um, Tim Anderson, you know, to me he's a he's a question mark because he. He could have a bounce back season playing in Miami. You know, he's been in White Sox, Chicago forever. That's a horrible place to play. If you've ever been to that neighborhood, everything there is boarded up and like you feel like you're just going to die driving through the area. You go down to Miami, he could have a whole new, like, he could have a whole new bounce back. Start playing better again. Outside Chicago. Yes, you are. If, If anybody's been there, Comment down below. I mean, I've been under plenty of times. A, Nothing's ever even happened. It's a scary place. It's like it's a, like a train from downtown Ch- Chicago to, to that place. It's not even that bad. When was that? Uh, it would have been five, six years ago when Lauren and I went. So Trump was in office. Oh, oh Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I just <laughs> I like a lot of their young players. I think that they're hoping that they show out a little bit more this year uh, and to improve where they improve their record from last year. But if I mean they could have they could add a piece sometime and really add a star into this young lineup. Uh, but they're definitely going to be relying on their pitching, like you guys yeah. said. So I do see them being about the same as they were last year. Uh, name to watch for, and I kind of said it earlier when I talked in the pitching staff that you won't see, and I don't know if he'll start the year there. He could, but he's coming off Tommy John. He missed all last season. He's a rookie, rookie ball player. His name is Max Mayer. Just when he hits the big leagues and you hear his name, just know that I told you he was going to be really good. He was a top three pick, top ten prospect in all of baseball. Gets called up, pitched like four innings, got Tommy John. It's not very uncommon for young players these days. At least he got it out early. Uh, I think they'll send him in AAA to start, but I'm telling you, wait, wait till he hits. He's gonna be a good player for a long time. Is this the guy you got your baseball card? On? Yes, because yeah, I'm big on. Why he says it. No, I. That's why I got the baseball card. Bought it. All right, I think that's gonna take us to the Phillies, the most unbelievable team when it comes to getting hot at the right time. I feel like the Philadelphia Phillies finished last season 90 and 72. They lost in the NLCS to the Arizona Diamondbacks. They went through as a wild card team and did beat the one seeded Braves. Um, their key losses: they lose their closer last year, Craig Kimbrell to Baltimore. They lose Michael Renzen, who's still a free agent, and they lose Reese Hoskins to Milwaukee. Their only key addition is Whit Merrifield. It's actually the only name that I really knew of the additions. The rest were like almost I've never heard of. So it's really just Whit Merrifield. Um, their lineup looks like Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, who is the now full-time first baseman. He has left the outfield. Um, Nick Castellanos, Alec Baum, Bryson Stott, JT Real Muto, Brandon Marsh, and Jonathan <clears throat> Rojas. With Stubbs, Sosa, Whit Merrifield, and Christian Pache on the bench. Two-headed monster at the top of the rotation and Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. Ranger Suarez, Tajon Walker, and Christopher Sanchez. With a bullpen of Jose Alvarado, who will move into the closer spot, Gregory Soto, Sir Anthony Dominguez, and the rest I kind of don't know very well. Matt, oh, and Matt Strom. Forgot about him. Um, Roy, I'll let you start off with the Phillies. What do you, what do you think of the Phillies this coming season? Um, I like the Phillies. I, you know, like you say, they get hot, but they got talent. I mean, that's the difference. They've got some talent in their uh, line. I mean, when you got Bryce Harper. And you got a. Uh, I, I like Alec Brom. I like Bryson Scott. Stott, uh, Brand, you know Trey Turner. It just seems to, Trey Turner seems to be on the, any team that wins. They just he finds a way to get on. You know, get hits when they need yeah. it. Um, Nick Castellanos or whatever his name is. Um, I like it. What is it? Castellanos. Castellanos. Whatever. And then your boy Kyle Schwarber is still Schwarber. on that team. Um, this, this team. Uh, I. I saw, I saw this team play last year in Philly. Love Philly. I thought my favorite stadium I've been to so far. Um, I love it. I love that stadium. Um, Haven't you been to Yankee Stadium? Don't get me started on Yankee Stadium. Um, <laughs> Zach Wheeler and no and Aaron Noah. Two. I that's a great one. Hit, one yeah. two punch. Um, their problem is the rest of that rotation. I don't. I mean. I they'll. I think they'll get you some wins, but I don't know if they're the guys that you get you. That you know that third punch. Um, I, you know, I think Craig Krimble, Kimber will be a bad loss for them for in the, in the yeah. closer position. That's what scares me. The road, I think the pitching struggle this year early, they're the type of team that will make a push at the deadline for a good start starter. And then, um, and probably and, pr- and make another playoff run. Um, they just, they got, they got too much t- talent up and down that lineup. 
How about you, Bryce? What do you think of the Phillies? I love the Phillies. I've said this before. They're like my second favorite team to the Cubs. I just there's so many players on their lineup that I like. Hey, hold on, they're your second favorite team beside the Cubs. Yes, I've said that. Man, a lot. that's tough to have the team in the same conference side. I just I never like, I I like did players. not know that. What do you I love watching is them it, in the playoffs. He, he, was it because he does like Bryce Harper? Like John Bryce Truck Harper is, well, Bryce Harper, and then they have two former Cubs who were stars for the Cubs. So, and I like Trey Turner too. I think he's a great player as well. They have a lot of players that I like to watch. Even like at the end of their lineup, JT Ramiro's good. Brandon Marsh is good. The Big Beard, uh, John Rojas, he's good. I don't know how to say his first name. Johan, Johan, Johan I don't know. He's good. Uh, Craig Kimball, another former Cub, uh, is gone. Is gone. I think that's going to be a big issue for them. But they still have great players at, in the pitching area with uh, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Noah. I mean, that's that's aces, both aces on other teams. Um, Gregory Soto in the bullpen. I mean, he's really good whenever he's playing good. Ho- uh, Alvarado. Yeah, Jose Alvarado. He's really good as well. I think they're looking for one of their back-end starting pitchers to step up this year and be a better team. I see them doing the same thing they've done the past two years. They're going to get into the playoffs, and then they're going to get hot. Their players yeah. like to play in the, into this uh, into the postseason. So, to me, this is like one of the most electrifying teams to watch, in my opinion. You know, Nick Castellanos hits a home run every time someone dies and the announcer says it. <laughs> I was going to say it when I got him. Nick Castellanos, I don't know if you know this, Roy. Anytime there's a tragedy anywhere, Nick Castellanos homers the next at bat. It's it's yeah. crazy. They'll be really? talking about a player just died, and then the announcer will go, and Nick Castellanos hits a home run. Yeah, and it's happened like <laughs> ten times in the last like three years. It's like – yeah, the passing of the great somebody and Nick Cass- Nick Cassiano's deep drive to right, three run home run, three nothing Phillies. Every time, it's incredible. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. No, it's incredible. That- yeah, I really like this team though. I yeah. mean, you want to see them get it done. They've done it two years in a row. They got hot and they got close. Yeah, it would be awesome to see Brett like those guys just win together. It's yeah, so fun to watch. I I agree with you, Bryce. This team plays the same way every season it feels like it's the same formula they start off slow because it's cold in april and nobody's ready yet and pitching always dominates early in a baseball season and their pitchers do well but their bats are quiet it's just how it works and then the summer months start to hit it gets warm and they the you know bryce harper's the kyle schwarbers they start getting hot and this is as streaky of a team because when bryce harper's on i can tell you and you maybe can attest to this roy since you said you've been there that ballpark goes crazy when Bryce Harper and them get one out, and it they feed off it. All these players are – they've been around. They're big-game t- players. Trey Turner in the World Baseball Classic, game online, hits a grand slam. Yeah. Kyle Schwarber, you know, he's due to hit a big-time home run at any time. Bryce Harper is one of the best big-time at-bat players we've seen in the last 10 years. And I mean, there's that iconic video yeah. of him walking out, bring Sally yeah. up, and then yeah. just nukes one. So – this team, they play – I think that's why they play so well once it gets late. They know because they always start out slow because they're they you know they not hot yet. And they start getting in that groove and they start feeling each other and they all feed off each other. And I think that's why this team plays like that late in the season. You hit it, Roy. Wheeler and Noel is a good one-two punch you're going to find in this league. Uh, they stay healthy. That's, the, that's their number one thing. They pitch and they give you 200 innings a year. It's hard to do that in Major League Baseball these days. Their back end of the rotation does scare me. 
Uh, Michael Lorenzen was on this team last year. He's a free agent. He's a great signing. He pitched there last year and was fine. I think he could be a great three or four. I still don't know why this team isn't interested in Blake Snell. I mean, could you imagine Blake Snell, Zach Wheeler, and Aaron Ola? Yeah. I mean, Philly's got no money problems. I'm sure they could spend the money. Um, it doesn't say I haven't seen their name rumored at all, but um, I don't think Tajon Walker's all that bad. He's just kind of no, but just, I, I, mean, I mean, he's just, yeah, I mean, he's okay. Yeah. He's just not, he's not, he was, he was good when he first got up and when he in Seattle, yeah. but he's not as good as he used to be. But yeah, uh, this, the only improvement lineup wise, I do like the addition of Whit Merrifield plays just like those guys could get a clutch hit late in the game, not going to hit home runs. Uh, they could use another outfielder. Brandon Marsh and that Rojas guy are their left and center fielder, uh, especially now that Harper is no longer in the outfield. I could see an outfielder addition somewhere, maybe at a deadline. But, yeah, I mean, this is just a good team. Kimbrell leaving will hurt them, I think, like in late-game situations because, I mean, he was their closer last year. But this is still a really good team. Um, and, I mean, you're going to see them late into the season. Um, and I think we just have one team left. That's going to be the Braves. Bryce, I'm going to let – or, yeah, Bryce, talk about the Braves. I'm tired of talking. So the Braves had a Scott Prime all over me. Sorry. This is why they won't sponsor us. Trying to get the last drops. So 2023, the Braves had 104 and 58 and then lost in the wild card. I don't think Two, they even won a game. Nope. Today. Uh, they went th- – They maybe they did get swept. They lost to the Phillies. I know that. Yeah, I don't think – I'm pretty sure they didn't win a game. And, uh, but their key losses are Kirby Yates, Colin McHugh, Eddie Rosario, Brad Hand, Vaughn Grissom. And their key additions are Ronaldo Lopez, Chris Sale, Jared Kelnick, Kelnick, Kelnick. and Aaron Bummer. Aaron Bummer. Uh, their projected starters is Ronald Acuna Jr., Ozzy Albies, uh, Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Marcelo Zuno, Michael Harris the second, Sean Murphy, Jared Kelnick, Orlando Arcia. And pitching wise, they have Spencer Strider, Max Fried, Charlie Morton, Chris Sale, Bryce Elder. And they have Bryce Iglesias. Bryce Iglesias, AJ Mentor. I mean, nobody on this team speaks English. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I, I don't. <laughs> but, you know, this team is just full of studs. <laughs> from top to bottom. I mean, they have so many good players, and they aren't paying most of them. God, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, Matt Olson was home run hitting last year. Right. Led, home run hitting. Matt Olson led the league in home runs last yes. year. And just everybody on their team is such a good player. But, you know, they, we see them get to the playoffs and not win. It could be because they're young. And as time goes on, they might get better about that and start – winning into the postseason now that they've been there. I think this team is going to win 100 games again next year. No problem. Um, I think the addition of Chris Sale, even though uh, he hasn't – I don't think he really was as good as last year as what he has been in the past. But he's going to be at the back end of their lineup. They have Spencer Strider and Max Freight, who are unbelievable one-two punch, just like with the Phillies. Um, I like watching this team a lot, even though they kind of knocked the Cubs out of the – playoffs this year um and i see them doing the exact same thing they did last year maybe they'll get hot in the playoffs this year and make a run uh to the world series yeah oh true what do you think of the braves loaded i mean that's yeah. all you can you can just say i mean this team is talented um yeah. i mean when you got the phillies have a good one-two punch uh this the atlanta has 
probably the better one-two punch. I mean, Strider and Freed are amazing pitchers. I mean, they are two good young pitchers that can just, I mean, they just, they just can uh, really take over games the way they pitch. I like Charlie Morton. I loved him. I liked him when he was freaking in uh, for the Tampa Bay, when Tampa Rays, and then yeah. he went to Houston. He's always been a decent pitcher. People just don't under, underestimate him. He's a good pitcher. Their lineup is a, is ridiculous. I mean, yeah, Matt Olson had all his home runs. I mean, you got Acuna Jr. I mean, he just, I mean, he is by far, I mean, he's just amazing. I mean, that guy yeah. is just a crazy, talented player. 70-something like, stolen bases last yeah, season. I mean, just yeah. all-around player. That's I incredible. like their Jared Kelnick pickup. That guy can hit home runs. He's not much of a hit, you know, average-wise. But when in Seattle, he's always been a home run hitter. And he is, and he yeah. can hit, kill that ball. And you put him in there with Matt Olson and, you know, Kuna uh, Jr. And those guys, I mean, it's just, you're all you've done is just improve that lineup and made him more dangerous. And he's young, too. So that just makes yeah. things – they're just – they just – Atlanta has drafted well over the years. They've done a great job of putting these players together. And, I mean, they just somehow continue to improve every year. And they're going to win. Yeah, they're going to win over 100 games again this year. They get, they're they're going to win more than they did last year because they got they get to play the Mets and they get to play the um, um, Washington Nationals a lot. And both those teams suck this year. So they're going to get – they're going to be able to win more games because they play those two teams. But, I mean – I they're they're just they're more experienced. I agree. They struggle in the playoffs because they're young in situations. And you know, Matt Olson, he's might be older, but he hasn't got any when he was in Oakland, got nothing out there. So he's yeah. still learning. They have improved. They just know how this this team knows how to improve, how to do what to do, and they're just I mean, they're scary good and they're gonna be good again this year. Yeah, I agree. I would say on paper, top to bottom, it's the best lineup in baseball. I'd say the Dodgers have more firepower at the top, like, you know, top-loaded. Um, they have Mookie, Freddie, and Shohei. But now you talk top to bottom, I mean, this is about as good as rosters you're going to see in baseball. Um, I mean, last year, I don't know what month it was. I don't think they lost. I think they were on a damn 30-game win streak. I mean, they looked on – I mean, you didn't think this team could even possibly lose. I think they just ran into a hot Philly team, and I think it hurt – that Philly knew them because they play in the state division and they play them so often. So I think, you know, they'd seen Strider so many times. I, I think that hurt Atlanta in that regard. Uh, Chris Sale coming over. You traded Vaughn Grissom, who's actually a good player, but they liked Orlando Arcia, so they didn't have any room for him. And typical Atlanta Brave, Chris Sale hit his uh, spring training thing today, two innings, six strikeouts, uh, all his pitches, top-tier velocity, back to being – uh, like 97, he's not down to 92, and his slider had more break than it ever has in his career. It said, uh, so yeah, typical. Look great. Well, hey, I would, ra- I, hey, I would rather him be doing that for the Atlanta Braves than the I agree. Red Sox. So I'm Red okay with. I it. agree. Um, Jared Kelnick, I agree with you. It's a crazy good trade. I've read they plan to platoon him to face righties, and he crushes righties. The struggles have been against lefties. He can't hit a lefty. But if you're going to platoon him, I mean, what but what a place to bat him eighth in Atlanta. I mean, yeah. it's as good as it gets. Ronald Coon yeah. Jr. is the best player in baseball. You know, one-sided. I, I get Otani two-sided, but uh, you're ridiculous. Ozzie Albies is a quietly probably the second or third best second baseman who no one talks about because he's behind Ronald Coon Jr. Uh, Austin Riley has emerged as the third baseman. And, yeah, Bryce said it. They're paying him about 20 bucks a game, all of them. I mean, yeah. Ronald Acuna Jr. makes like fifteen million a season. I mean, that's just absurd. Luis Severino is making that in New York this year, so just let you know. It's just incredible how they do it. 
Strider, Freed, Sale. I mean, this team is just uh, – we don't need to keep saying it. It's pretty, you guys nail it. Yep, they're right, good. This team's stacked. Um, I think that's just going to take us to our project, ranking projections. So, Bryce, I'm going to let you rock it first. What are your standing projections in the NL East this year? I think it'll be identical to last year. I think it's at the bottom we're going to see the Nationals and then the Mets. I think those teams – are not going to be any good this year. I could even see the Mets maybe dropping below the Nationals. And then Marlins, Phillies, and Atlanta Braves. So you have Nationals, Mets, Marlins, Phillies, Braves. Yes. Okay. How about you, Roy? What is your NL East predictions? Mine's the same way. I got I got Washington oh. winning 68 games. I got the Mets winning 72. I got the Marlins losing two, two, uh, two games less. They're 82 and 82. Um, I have the Phillies at 93 wins, and I have the I have the Braves getting about 108 wins. I think they're going to be they're yeah. that good, and I think they'll okay. be I think they'll be that up there. I think they'll I think three teams have possibly get in the, in the playoffs in this in this league. I um, uh, what'd you say? I just said it oh, I only have two teams making the playoffs in the division, and I do have it very slightly different. I do have the Nationals fourth. I do have the Marlins dropping to fourth. I'm not. I just don't think they're going to hit, and I think the Mets lineup can hit. You'd never know if you could get a good pitcher out of the Mets, but. I just think the Mets are a little bit better. I don't have them making the playoffs. And then I do have the Phillies at second, and I do have the Braves at first. I mean, to me, it's almost impossible not to put the Braves at first. And then after that, you, you, you just never know. So you know, Roy has the Marlins making the playoffs, and you I do. don't even have them making top three. Correct. I have the Marlins in fourth. Okay. So I, I just – Different opinions. Yeah. I think that's I a good division. Playoffs, I, just don't. But I do think they'll be third, so I'm kind of in the middle of you guys. Yeah, I just think that central I, division is not very good, and I think the western division yeah. is going to beat the hell of each other. And they're gonna, you're only going to get two teams out yeah. of that one. I mean, I, we're all pretty in agreement that we all think the Braves will finish first, the Phillies will finish second, and the National finish fifth. It's kind of a toss up in the middle. Usually, how it works in baseball divisions, you know, those middle teams, you could always take that step up, you could always take that step down. You just really never know for the middle, injuries. But, will play, play exactly, uh, play in they'll play. Um, I don't think we have anything else baseball related. No, guys, I, I think that takes us to our end segments. Yep. Uh, Bright or uh, I guess we'll just hit with my. There lock. was just a MLB trade alert on my phone. Actually, Cubs deal left-handed uh, pitcher Bailey Horn to White yeah. Sox for minor league uh, right-handed pitcher Matt Thompson. Yeah, I saw it right before we went on. But trade open spots for Cody Bellinger. Yeah. But I never heard of the guy that they traded, so I didn't. Never heard of him either. Yeah. All right, I need a lock of the week. Probably just the person they had to get rid of. Uh, yeah, lowest man 40, on the forty man. Forty, yeah, forty man roster move. Okay. All right, that's going to take us. Oh. All right, that is going to take us to our miscellaneous category where we're going to do Josh's Lock, Bryce's Game, and Roy's Old Man Wisdom. We're going to rock with my lock of the week, and I'm going to keep it simple with you guys. Basketball's back. Uh, spring training, uh, don't ever bet on spring training, for the love of God. If you do, you have a problem, call the hotline. Um, I am going to do a basketball game for tomorrow at 710. I'm going to bet it live with you guys. I'm going to do the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're on the road in Chicago facing the Bulls. I'm going to take a minus four, the Cavs, and I'm going to bet 25 bucks. It pays 47.72. Did it live, and we're live. All right. So Do next, PJ, PJ lock for me one time, man. I think I have a better chance of watching 
Bryce Harper hit five home runs in a spring training game and three at bats than getting a golf bet right. All right. <laughs> Just being honest. All right. That takes me to my game of the week. We're going to keep sticking with baseball for a while. Um, this one may or may not uh, stump you guys on a few of them, but this is basically going to be stat leaders. So, Ooh. okay. I like that. The first right, one players. is. Okay. Yes. Of this past season? No, of all time. Oh, shit. Oh. All time stat leaders. The Roy... first one is most career home runs. Career home runs? Barry Bonds. I thought so, but. Is that your answer? Yeah, that's our answer. That is correct. The next one is most career hits. Pete Rose. Uh, yeah, I say if we're counting Pete Rose, yeah. Pete Rose is the yes. answer. He's still the record holder, just not in the Hall of Fame. Well, I know, but some people won't value his records because of stuff like and then that. Some people don't count Barry Bonds as the I know. That's why I, why I hesitated for a second. The next one is most career Ks by a left-handed pitcher. Uh, my left instinct guess would be Randy Johnson, but I, I – or oh, – oh. Sandy Kopax was lefty, wasn't he, Roy? Yeah, but I don't think I, – I think it's either Randy Johnson or uh, Walter – guy. Uh, I, I'd say Randy. Walter Johnson? Johnson? Yeah, because he was lefty. Because he was the first – I mean, back in the day, they used to pitch like – I mean, they used yeah, to have like – arts and stuff. I, who do you um, think it is? Randy Johnson or him. I'd say Randy okay. Johnson. It is Randy Johnson. Ooh. You guys are correct on that. Okay. The next one is most career wins by a pitcher. Oh, that's tough. It's got to be somewhat old, you know. I'm going to say most wins. Shit. Um, I I mean, it's it's going to be old. It's going to be like Walter Johnson or Cy Young. What's Cy Young probably? Yeah, let's go Cy Young. Cy Young is the answer. Oh, yeah. It's one of those records that will probably never be broken. I know. Those old times. Like I said, back back then they used used to pitch like three times a week or four. I mean. Yeah. Four times a week. Pitching I mean, is all, all the records. For, all the pitching records are old, and sooner or later, all the hitting stats are going to be new because yeah. that's how it's working. But this is a tough one, in my opinion. Highest career OBP on base percentage. Who yeah. gets, are you Bonds. talking at the end of a career? Yeah, yeah, I would have to say Barry Bonds too. But is Barry Bonds your guys' answer? I mean, he, you're you're telling me it was hard. There's no way it's Barry Bonds. Is I, guys we, answer? we can guess Barry Bonds. It is I not mean, Barry Bonds. Okay, I have a question. Is the player still playing? No, okay, still then going. then it's not who I thought. You said it wasn't Barry Bonds? I thought it, was, I thought it could be Juan Soto at the moment. Because oh, okay. he walks um, 30% of the time. Old player on... I mean, is it Babe Ruth? No. Damn it. I don't know. Plays for Boston. I mean, it, Ted Williams. It is Ted Williams. Oh, I knew that. I actually knew that. Oh, I didn't think. I don't know why I didn't think of that. I've read a stat and I said, "Of course, that's the only thing they're good at is getting on base and nothing else." That was the last one I had. So, well, we did pretty good. We yeah, only got one. one, and then you ended up getting it after him. Yeah, so. yeah. Then I mean, that wasn't too bad. So, no. all right, it's my turn. Uh, my old man wisdom: with age comes skill. It's called multitasking. I can laugh. I can cough. I can sneeze, and I can pee, and I can fart all at the same time. <laughs> Sound like my dad, Roy. That's <laughs> the same shit. Oh my god! Hey, it's old man wisdom. 
think that's going to do it for this week. I don't think we have anything else. Yeah, remember, no. we're doing the giveaway, guys. Yes. Go like and follow. Comment what card yeah. you want, and uh, we'll be picking the winner next and week. And no matter what platform you see it on, Instagram or TikTok, you must be following our YouTube. The links yes. are in the bios for both of them. Have to go subscribe. Uh, when we choose the winner on each platform, the first thing we will do is look to see if they're subscribed on YouTube. If you are not, you will not be eligible to get the card. So go hit the follow button and subscribe to YouTube. And we, good luck on your chances of winning the card. Yep. Peace out. Right. See you. See you.